All right, welcome back. We've got episode four of the TBR podcast. We're doing back-to-back days. Uh, what's the date? Is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday, 30th. January 30th. And uh, we've got some pretty juicy, hot topics to talk about. All right, so uh, first, we're just gonna, we talked about Anthony Davis yesterday, but uh, we'll go briefly. And some more news came out late last night. Anthony Davis was fined $50,000 for publicly, publicly requesting a trade. So um, I'll let you take that over for now, and then and, and then I'll hop in because you know more about that than I do. Well, I just think I don't want to say I told you so, but I think the NBA was like, "Hey, it was bad luck. Um, they got some bad publicity from it. Our our players are acting spoiled. Um, so they dished out this fifty thousand dollar fine. Um, it, it, honestly, it's called a slap of the wrist would be offensive because it's not even that. It's point two percent. It's a flick on the wrist. Point two percent of his. Um, earnings this season. Um, this is a guy that makes you know well over twenty three million, I think, maybe even more with incentives. And the fifty thousand dollar fine could almost be considered insulting at that point. Um, but it, nonetheless, uh, the NF- NBA is at least taking steps to kind of correct this behavior, and I like it. But you know, yeah, I, I definitely think that. You know, when when you get to a level that, especially the level of play that he's at, and he's like you called him yesterday, one of the top five players in the league. He is, even though I listed six <laughs> players before. He listed six players before getting to Anthony Davis, but he, you know, he's obviously he's up there. And I think that when you're on a team performing as poorly as the Pelicans, I think some of your successes, your individual successes, can go to your head. And I think that's when you know Twitter and and social media can just become an absolute demon to you. Because, you, you know, you, we've seen players in the past get frustrated, and I mentioned this yesterday, sending out the vague, like, I don't want to be here tweets. And I think that that's where he kind of got caught a little bit. And I know, he, I don't know, did he, he didn't go through Twitter. So, but the, right, the, di- the difference between that is if you say, like, I don't want to be here, that's actually allowed, stuff like that's allowed. But once you formally request trades publicly, that's actually in the CBA, the collective yeah. bargaining agreement signed by the Players yeah. Association, the, every player their agent and yeah. so forth and the owners. So once he publicly requests a trade, that's when it gets kind of gross. Yeah, so I I don't think that he handled this in the best way that he should have. And I don't know, the, we don't know the whole details, what's going on behind the scenes. Like we just see, you know, that they're not playing well and assume that he just wants to go win a championship or succeed elsewhere. But there could be more behind the scenes that we can't necessarily just predict. But I definitely think that if you're Anthony Davis and you're one of the better players in the NBA, I think it's just stupid to publicly request a trade. And the $50,000 is nothing to him, but his name is definitely, you know, not getting dragged through the mud. But if you're a Pelicans fan and you're hearing all of this, you're not happy with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Like I've said before, if I'm an owner or a GM or somebody, I kind of look at this guy or I look at his agent and then I look at other guys I have that are represented by this agent and say, look, is this the way you guys are gonna do business? Cause if it is, I wanna know right now. Yeah. Because that'd be great to know right now if this is the way you're gonna do business. Cause guess what, man? You're not my client anymore, yeah. see ya. So I don't know, but that's just me being a hardo, so. <laughs> and we'll update 24 hours after we did our podcast yesterday, Anthony Davis still on the Pelicans. He has a week. Uh, I think it's February 8th. So. Is that is that a week from now? It's uh, just about. Oh, what am I saying? A week is seven days. He's right, got, so that's why <laughs> he's got a little bit about. more than a week. Um, yeah. So we'll call it next weekend, right? Yeah. So has any new developments? I heard... I heard Knicks and Nets being thrown around, and I don't know if I don't see the Nets. I, I, really I don't know if that's just Nets. fan bases making I mean, you know like look, why Anthony Davis will end up with. But look, the Nets are in good shape right now this year. Like they have some good. I mean, they're holding a good place in the standings, um, but they're young. They are young. Anthony Davis would definitely benefit that core, but it's a rental player right now. He's not going to stay with the Nets in my mind. He's not signing with the Nets long-term. So they would only be having him as a rental. And I don't think that that Anthony Davis rental for this year is worth it. it. You're not going to win the title this year, New York. You know what I mean? No offense. So if you're another team looking for that rental or maybe that trade and then sign extension, because he's not signing that extension in New York, 
And I just think the Nets are kind of wasting their time if they're the ones floating that out. Or, so do you think for any team he's a rental at this point? Or do you think, like, he ends up with – if he gets traded by February 8th, is he a long-term player on, like, a, no. a Boston or an L.A.? No, 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 no. You think no. he's just done? Because if he if he gets traded to a Boston or an L.A., they're looking to make a title push this year. This year. Sure, yeah. L.A. is having issues right now, but that's because yeah. LeBron's missed, I think, over 15 games, maybe 17 games straight. Yeah, he's been out straight. for a while. So that's why they're having issues. But when he was actually in the lineup, they were doing fine. They were, like, yeah, top of the division for a little bit there. Right, right. So you have that, you know, like those teams would be looking to make title pushes if they, if they grabbed them. Um, the Celtics are the interesting case. I mean, I, I, I sent you that thing last night. Um, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. Irving. And uh, this is out of Bleacher Report. It, it, take them for what you will. They have led me wrong lately, let me say that. <laughs> but um, I believe it said that a source close to the Celtics say that Kyrie Irving is genuinely interested in reuniting with LeBron. Uh, and then the quote was, that is for real. And that's from Rich Boucher. So, I mean, take that. What it's so I, I was last night you texted me that I'm at the Bruins game and I show that to my dad and my dad's not the biggest Celtics fan but we're you know we're surrounded by people and people started talking about it because they had Nesson on the TV uh, intermission people if you're a Celtics fan are you like entirely happy with Kyrie Irving his his, his I would call it off court antics because he's he's a hell of a basketball player on the court and I think he's he's one of the main reasons why we're why we're performing so well. But off the court, I really feel like he, he's a bitch. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, I, dude, I've said that for a long time. A long time. Um, I think that he sometimes gets carried away that he's this fake intellectual. I'm not saying that he's not a smart guy. Like, I'm not like, oh, he's dumb. That's not what I'm saying. But he, he gets caught in these, in these tangents where he thinks like, oh, I'm the smartest guy in the room all the time yeah so yeah, let yeah. me tell you how smart i am and i think that his teammates it started to wear on them jalen brown actually confronted him there was sources really? saying that he confronted him and good for jalen brown and what happened was kyrie even came out and said like to the media oh you know i had to call lebron and apologize lebron for that how i acted when i was a young guy and the media of course like oh look at kyrie calling lebron no 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 that's a dick move because he just called LeBron, and now all the young guys in the locker room are like, he just bashed us. Yeah, but, well, because the quote was, I, I apologize to LeBron. I now understand what he was going through, trying to be the best player right. on the team with a bunch of young players. And and trying to be that role model. To, and yeah. that is when Jalen Brown came out and was like, Kyrie, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then Kyrie made like that half-ass public apology. And it was, in my mind, I think it was kind the of The Thanksgiving thing was weird, too, because I don't know if, if you get ESPN Bleacher Report updates on your phone. I'm walking into Thanksgiving brunch, and I get a report on my phone. Kyrie Irving says, you know, F Thanksgiving. I don't celebrate it. And was like, you know, it's a stupid holiday. Like, does this guy own the earth? Like, does he decide, like, what, what's, what's, kosher, what's, what's kosher not? and what's not? Yeah. Like, it's Thanksgiving. Like, shut up. I Honestly, agree. I agree. like okay, you don't have to celebrate Thanksgiving. I know tons of people who, um, I, I'm not going to mention names, personal issues who, who don't celebrate Christmas because of tragedies that have happened in their family around Christmas time, and it's just a sad time for them. I get that, but you don't have to like you're a you're a basketball player signed to Nike, star player for the Boston Celtics, one of the faces of the league. You don't need to come out and, and say all this stuff that you think is like you know preaching the new wave and did. What was the other thing? Didn't he like come out and support like, it wasn't Scientology, but he came out and supported some theory or something. Well, he he's he thinks that the Earth is flat. The Earth is that's flat. That's one of them. Um, so that's cool. I mean, whatever. And like, the, that the moon landing, he and he and Curry, the moon landing, that the moon straight. landing didn't happen. But it's I, like, you know, I think he did that as more of a publicity stunt. But yeah. the, I have no time for that. Guy I right hate now. the publicity I really stunts. Don't. I really honestly. Don't. On the court, I love watching Kyrie play, but... Even on the court, though, his antics are kind of bothering his, me Yeah, right his now. body language. When he's not getting the ball late in games, which, first of all, when the ball ends up in his hand late in games, it stays in his hands late in games. He doesn't pass. I understand that. And yeah, he scores an incredible amount late in games. I get that. But at times, it seems like a one-trick pony. Um, however, I can see right now, 
um, that he's starting to get frustrated with his teammates around him like by throwing his hands up at the end of games and kind of acting that way. And that really bothers me. So on the court, if it's not good, it's got to yeah, be Yeah, well, I mean, if you're – he's – I don't know if he's thinking about this, how many people he's representing and how, how many people he's getting out to. And these, these weird – crazy things he's saying and there's a report after I forget it was a bad loss that the Celtics took what what's it like a bad team the the NBA they lost to was that the Magic they've lost to the Magic they, they it lost was a few weeks ago they had lost to like the Suns really, they lost the it was Suns. the Suns it was yeah. the Suns game they lost to the Suns and they said that he stayed in his locker and all his equipment until like midnight and they said all the Celtics players had had long had been long gone showered changed left and Kyrie was in his stall, in his uniform, just staring at the wall. No, he's a classic one of those guys that, like, needs people to know what he does yeah. at all times. Like, for example, he's one of those guys that, like, oh, I, I did charity. Like, did you see me do the charity? Exactly. Like, that bothers me. Like, Mookie Betts, he's known for doing – Brock Holt, actually, is the most charitable athlete on the face of the planet with a league minimum contract, yeah. by the way. He's the most charitable athlete on the face of the planet, besides LeBron probably. But LeBron's one of those guys that like, hey, did you see me do that? The I get that. Opening the LeBron school. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like Brockholt doesn't have the means to do stuff like right, that. But right. Like, right. He goes he out of his way and he's not like, hey guys, did you see me go to the Jimmy Fund today and work with those kids that he had just it, it so bad? Like, no. He just gets it done, and I feel like Kyrie has to kind of take on some of that, but. I don't want to spend all day on it. No, yeah. So we'll move away from the – I mean, obviously, we'll, in future podcasts, we'll update you. Obviously, Anthony Davis, something's going to happen with him in the next week or two. So uh, we'll come back to that. But want to talk – move into the NFL now. And we've been on the NFL for a few of our podcasts. But the, the big issue that um, – there were reports coming out, heard on the radio today, that now, now there's big problems in the front office and with the referees – talking specifically about the officials who were officiating uh, the Saints-Rams game. And I talked about this in my first podcast, but there's new news that came out that all four of those referees live in California. Yeah. And I don't think you have to be an idiot to put two and two together. Oh, Los Angeles Rams got a call that went their way that was so egregious. And I've said this before, it was so egregious. It was probably the worst call I've... I've probably ever seen live. I know there's probably been some pretty bad calls, but that was that was so egregious. And if you go back and look at the replay, you have like three pairs of eyes on that play that are like, at least at least that are feet away from from where the where the pass interference occurred. And it just so happens that those pairs of eyes, the people that have the eyes in their face, live in California. All four of them. Live in California, and I think you know one of one of the websites that I read a report from went really in depth and like found their houses, and said like, oh, it's it's this amount of miles away from L.A. or this amount of miles away from the team facility. So, it it's like right there, right? Like I'm not I'm not often thinking that they made that call on purpose. Look, is this just a huge coincidence or I, I mean the thing that protects the league in this sense is that they actually sent out to both organizations who the refs were going to be before the hand, before the game. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any problems? And both teams said, said yeah. We're no. Good. No, said yes, we're, right, we're right. all set. Said no, we don't have any problems. And that covers the league in this sense. They said, "Look, we we warned you. We gave you the refs ahead of time." And they just said, all right, we, 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 we have no problem with them. Yeah, I, I, I think your take is, is fine, it's accurate, but I think there's that there's no there's way not, of knowing. Because they're not going to come right, out and say, right. yeah, we made that call on purpose, we're huge Rams fans. And I think that's the other thing. It's like, if you're, if you're a referee in any sport, how do, you, like, how do you not root for a team? There's always going to be some part of you that you can't be 100% impartial. Look, I don't care if it was the Kansas City Royals playing the Cincinnati Reds. If I'm in that game as the home plate umpire, and the first thing I hear from the manager is, like, arguing with my strike zone, 
and he's coming from the Royals bench, the rest of the game I'm calling stuff for the Reds. Exactly. You know what I mean? So there there are little biases in there. And the thing is, like, we're from Boston. I'm not going to say this happens, but if we grow up to be referees in the NHL or in the NFL or in the MLB, NBA, whatever, whatever it may be, Red Sox, Patriots, Bruins, Celtics game that I'm officiating, I'm going to have a little bit of a bias. Like, I can't call a fair game at that point. And even if you're – even if you grow – if you grew up – not watching sports, which I think is pretty much impossible for any professional referee. Like you're from that that town, so you go back yeah. and you're like, oh, I'm supporting the the home the home team, the home crowd. And I mean, I've seen bad referees live in action in in my games and in games that I've attended. But I don't think anything tops what happened two weeks ago. I'm still not over it, and I'm not a Saints fan. I'm not a Rams fan. I actually I'm okay with playing the Rams over the Saints in the Super Bowl as a Patriots fan. Like, I wasn't – I mean, we can get into that. We'd rather see the Rams, I guess. I mean, I, 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 I would rather see the Rams, young and inexperienced quarterback in the playoffs versus Drew frickin' Breeze. Like, I think that's a no-brainer. But, like, I didn't have a horse in the race, so I didn't care. I was just watching that game, you know. Was and it bothered, it bothered you. And it pissed me off when I saw that call. And I, I didn't immediately think they made it on purpose. I thought they just missed that call, and it was bad officiating. And now that there's reports coming out that they're, they all live in California. What does that say about the league? Roger Goodell has not said a word about anything. So the most, <laughs> the most recent statement came out today, actually. I'll pull it up right now. Was it from Goodell? Yeah, and this oh, is the first time I've heard I'm him I'm late on this then. On this fact. And listen, first off, I heard Portnoy today talk about um, how how dumb Goodell is. I don't know if you heard it. Was he was it on Tucker Carlson? Because yeah, he, it was on Tucker Carlson. Yes, I did hear that. Then. And he said, I, I believe it's I believe it's this, but it was. So if you're gonna arrest somebody, hassle somebody, you probably shouldn't make that person the head of Barstool Sports. It it actually isn't smart PR, is it? He's one of the dumbest humans who's ever lived. He's a rock. He, he has no brain. It's like an old Atari game, just bouncing back and forth. <laughs> so that's what he thinks of Goodell. Um, just saying that he's the dumbest person he's ever been around. But this is Goodell's quote, and I think it's pretty dumb, to be honest. He said, we understand the frustration of the fans. I talked Coach Payton, the team, the players. We understand that frustration that they feel right now. Okay, you said that twice. And then he said, and we certainly want to address that. But they haven't done anything. How are you going to address that? Your opportunity to address that was a week ago. Yeah. And you didn't do anything. I don't know. Dur me. During the game. Let's let's get that call right. Like, is, is there such thing, because I, I know they can reverse flags. Can you throw a flag after a non-call and conference as, as four officials? Because I know sometimes they throw the flag and they conference and they go, there, there is, was there, no foul. There was no I, foul. I think that the there should have at least been one of those maybe. For no sure. conference. They all looked at And if you go back, and I know I'm paranoid about it now. I went back this morning and watched the, the highlight reel. They all kind of looked at each other. And I know I'm, I'm probably making shit up at this point, but they all just kind of looked at each other. Just let them play. Like, ga ga yes. gave the nod. You know, you've got the ref right there who gave the incomplete signal, and then they look at the other refs to make sure that they all have, that there's no flags, and they all kind of gave each other a nod. No conference, and the play just continued. And then I think Sean Payton came out and, and made them huddle up, like, with, around him complaining. So my prediction Head of officiating gets fired. I think that's that's the way well, he'll, he'll the, deal with it. Those are those guys' last games, by the way. In yeah, big oh, moments, yeah. In big They'll moments. be done. Maybe last games in the NFL. They'll be done. Um, but yeah, I, but I, I get that. What do the, what do the Saints care? No, that's not addressing it. <laughs> I, I, as Goodell said, addressing it would be changing the outcome of the game. Which they're not going they're not to. And they said today that they're not going to replay the game. Well, you can't now. No, that you would push be, the Super Bowl back. That would be dumb. I don't know. They said it would cost them $100 million. It, it, there has to be a way to get the game better. How about, how about you just play the game in private? Why do you need to have fans come to the game? Why do you need to have it at a real huge stadium? Get on a practice field and play the game with, with cameras so we can watch at home. Well, I don't know if that's... Has this ever a, happened in history? It's a business. It's, it's a, a business. business. Has, has this ever happened before? What, a, repl a replay? A replaying of an NFL game. I don't know. I know that um, NHL, Oilers, Bruins, 1990, 
1990, maybe 92. The lights go out in the stadium and they can't finish the game and they, they start in the second period the next day, push, push game five back or game six, whatever it was. Bruins ended up losing that series in the Stanley Cup Finals. But has there ever been a game because of a decision that an, an official made, has there ever been a game be replayed completely? No, not in the NFL. Not in the NFL. And in, the, and in other sports like the MLB, they've had scandals in, in giant World Series and stuff. And what they do is they just strip the team of their banners and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But that does nobody any good. Like, what are the Rams not considered NFC champions now? And here's the another, another thing, though. If you go back and let's, let's say that they did decide to go back and replay that game. If you're the Rams and they, they go back and replay the game and the Rams lose. And the Saints end up winning. No, I know. That's why you can't That's do it. That's why you can't do it. Because it's part of the game. Human error is part of every sport. It always will be. So, yeah, human. But was it? Hopefully, was it human error? That's that's. I think that's so. The, I don't think. I think you're the, being. Yeah. I think you're. I think that you're trying too hard. I don't know if I'm trying too <laughs> hard to force it, dude. Yeah, it. no. There's there's a bias there for sure. But yeah. I don't think it was like we're gonna screw the Saints. I, really I don't think don't. it was their intention. But I think in the moment they saw that. And I think when he made the initial call, I think I don't think that was just a mistake. I think there's something there that that and some people said maybe he didn't want to make the bad call. Like maybe he wanted to make the right call. But something that that's the other thing, what's it called? Perspective. You see something you see what you want to see. Maybe yeah. he saw what he wanted to see. Maybe he saw a clean play breakup. Even though Tommy Lee Lewis is like five foot three and got launched in midair. And no one seemed to care about the fact that the cornerback beelined it from the goal line to out to like the 15 with one target in his in his mind, and he saw that target and he took him out. No, did did any official pick up on that? Because you had four people watching the same play. I don't know. We'll never get an answer to this question. I'm just lamenting the fact that the NFL has been terrible the past few years in decisions that they've made, in-game decisions, out-of-game decisions. Right, with suspensions being suspensions, thrown out Patriots with Brady over the Random game. drug testing on ran- weird on, players. On one player. One player 11 times. Yeah, I don't think that's too random, so. Yeah, so basically the message is get it together. All right, you want to uh, let's, let's talk a little MLB. Jesus, my voice. Let's talk a little MLB. All right, I can do that. Yeah, yeah let's... All right, I'll let so, you take it over. So recently we had the MLB Hall of Fame elections. Personally, my favorite time of the offseason. I love the Hall of Fame. Love getting down to it. Um, just because there's usually – you get to relive a lot of the great moments. Like, oh, you know, I don't know. I went to uh, Pedro Martinez Hall of Fame induction a couple of years ago. My grandparents, and it's still one of the greatest like memories I've ever had with my grandfather. Got yada, the whole yada, yada, DR yada, down cry. there, right? Didn't hmm? you tell me that he brought like half the DR with him? Oh, Pedro brought <laughs> everybody with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Um, you know, I saw Randy Johnson, uh, John Smoltz. It was pretty cool, really cool experience. Um, Craig Biggio, whatever. But um, this year, we happen to have our first unanimous Hall of Fame inductee, Mariano Rivera. Definitely deserves it, um, 100% of the vote. I'm not saying he deserved to be the first unanimous overall, uh, unanimous selection, but, cause like every player before him, every great, you know, Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, um, Hank Aaron, they all deserved unanimous selections yeah. as well and didn't get it. Jim Rice, was held off the ballot for like 11 years because of his beef with the media. And it, wait, it's the Writers Association that makes the decision. Right? Baseball Writers Association, okay. which have, never mind, I can't, I'm not, those are people, <laughs> a group of people you don't want to make enemies with, so I'm not going yeah. into right now. But um, Just just in case you make it to the MLB. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, just because they pull a lot of weight and I don't know. Um, or, I, you know, they, they also select the Media Hall of Fame, so if one day. But, um, so Mariano gets in. It's hard to, dis, you know, it's hard to, to disagree with the fact of how, how nasty he was for so long. I mean, in the postseason, he had a postseason ERA of .7. He was 8-1 in the postseason. Uh, won a World Series MVP with the Yankees, where he uh, 
pitched in three games, got the save, no runs allowed, struck out a million guys, you know. He just uh, – and he was a class act too. Like, I'm oh, a yeah. killer Red Sox fan, but you – Mariano Rivera gets trotted out, you give him a clap. That's just the way you did. And I the, even did it for Jeter. So. The other thing is you've got you've to gotta carry some weight to to wear the only retired number 42? that that no you know no one else in the league can wear. He's the last across 42 the ever. league. He was the last forty two ever, and I know he got permission, but like that that's some pretty. You've got to carry some weight with your name. You can't just be like a scrub wearing Jackie Robinson's retired number like that. Like you, and that he was he was a defining player. I thought so for sure, and you know I. I really I respect him for handing the Red Sox the ALCS that year as well. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily think that was his fault. No, I whatever. I put it on Jorge Posada. Sure, 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 <laughs> sure. But whatever, whatever, whatever. Wait, why? The throw. The throw. It was a good throw. I don't know if it was necessarily a good throw. I thought it was a good. Throw. It was a good. It was a good ball for him to throw it on. Eh, more or less, more or less. It was a good ball for him to throw it on, but but I don't know. Uh, whatever. I, I, it, I think that, that was another. And, Mar- and yeah. Kevin Millar won the game, and Bill Miller with the hit. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, secondly, Edgar Martinez getting eighty-five uh, percent of the vote. That bothers <laughs> me because I think he stinks. But to, I, I'm going to be honest. I follow baseball, and I when I was a when I a little little story time. When I was a kid, like really really young, I don't even know how old, but we had these like playing cards that had Red Sox players on them from generations and generations ago. And my play, my parents would like put the card up and block the name and I'd know who it was. So I'm, that's not, you know, necessarily the same, you know, persona that I have today or the same baseball history intelligence that I have. I can't just like recall a random player, but I'm, I know what I'm talking about when it comes time to talk about baseball. Sure. I have never heard of Edgar Martinez. <laughs> all right, all right. So Edgar Martinez played for Seattle for, I don't know, 18 years. Yep, 18 years. Um, over 2,000 games in their uniform. But he only has 2,200 hits in his career. That's not that much. No, I like the 3,000 career hit mark. I really do. He really didn't start getting a lot of uh, time, um, a lot of at-bats until he was – Roughly 27, 28, which, I mean, seems late, but not really. One of the things that does bother me, he played in the mid-90s, early 2000s. We know what was going on at that time. Secondly, he didn't start hitting (laughs) with power until he turned 32. That was his first year where he had over 25 home runs. I'm looking at his picture right now. I have never heard of this guy. Never seen him before. Look, I, I'm not going to be the guy that accuses him of, of steroids and whatnot. He's a career 312 hitter, which is great. I mean, great. But you're a designated hitter. I want the pop out of that spot. Yeah, his 162-game average would indicate he's a 24-homer, 99-RBI guy, 312. I think that's good. I think that's really good. But I think that a seven-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger, two batting titles. I just don't think that that necessarily is enough hardware to get you into the Hall of Fame on that alone. Oh, this guy's definitely on the roids. Why do you say that? I'm looking at the picture of him his rookie year playing third base for the Mariners back when they had the yellow and the blue. Yeah. And he looks like a complete scrub. And I'm looking at him in this picture of him probably like an all-star game photo. And he, he doesn't look like the same person at all. Well, it, all right. He just he looks like he's on the roids. Uh, and yeah, his stats I, don't, you know, indicate that he was, like, on the slow come-up. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and then in the postseason, he hit 266. I mean, if you're a 312 hitter in the regular season, I'd love to see you step up in the postseason, considering that your team never even made it, uh, never won a World Series, and you were supposed to be the guy. I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to see you do a little bit more there postseason so I wouldn't have voted for Edgar Martinez good for him on getting in so like how, how, did, how does someone like him get in but like Barry Bonds can't get in so that's an interesting <laughs> case because Barry Bonds this year getting 59% of the vote which was an increase however in the early returns on the ballots like the early returns he's getting like 70% like yeah. two-thirds of the ballots in so maybe it was the slow old guys that mail their ballots still. I other th- I- I have a theory, and I don't know if it's right, but when if you, even if you're not a baseball fan, if you think like steroid baseball players, you think Barry Bonds. 
He dragged baseball through the worst period. So is it history. just is it just that like yeah these other guys are on the roids, but like we know that like when you think Barry Bonds, you think roids. When I think Edgar Martinez, I don't know who that is. My my <laughs> biggest pet peeve in baseball is when I hear somebody say everyone was doing it. That bothers me. Everyone That's my biggest pet peeve it. when you, in general. Oh, they well, were doing it. Why can you talk? Well, why? Can, no, no, not, not that. Like, oh, that's why I did it. Oh, you but mean like, like when they say like, oh, you know what? Everyone Everybody was doing, was it at doing that steroids time. at that time. So it doesn't matter. Stats were still great. So it cancels it out. <laughs> right, right. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But uh, I know former uh, professional baseball players um, that played in the exact same time period as Barry Bonds. Yeah. And didn't touch anything. Say they never even saw it, played yeah. at vastly different levels of the game, and never saw it. So you had to go out of your way to take steroids. Barry Bonds was caught, did it, won seven MVPs. I, 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 I wouldn't vote for him. I know that voters, uh, Baseball Writers Association voters, under the age of like 38 or something, yeah. they, they're putting him in. Yeah. So we need to outlast. The we need guys. the old guys to hold on long enough to their ballot. And I think until the Barry gets yeah, off I the, think the, off the ballot. yeah, I, I, I can't speak. Same goes because with I wasn't I wasn't around when Barry Bonds was playing, so I would be in that category of the under thirty eight people who who don't weren't around. I guess. So would you put him in? Yeah. Why would you put over Barry Edgar Bonds in? fucking Martinez? No chance. <laughs> I'm sorry, like Barry Bonds, like I know, I, I'm just going off of like, I know that name. And I know how good he was. I'm you know that name, so you're going to put him in, no. dude? dude? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> no. in my life. Okay. Oh my God, let me list some no. names no. I know. Shut let up. Let me list some names Shut I know. Up. Hold on, I'm going to list some names I know. Mike Lowell, I know that name. Kevin Euclid, I know that name. Huh, are they Hall of Famers? No, that's the dumbest thing I've no, ever heard I'm not. Life. That's not like, solely why I'm putting him in. But if you think, if you're like, oh, two, we're, you can safely say Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame right now because he did steroids, correct? Absolutely. Okay, so if you're looking at two guys. Dude, you who, cheated. <laughs> he cheated. You cheated so you on a test. So you wouldn't put him in? You cheated on the test. You don't get what? 100. Is this an analogy? Yeah. Okay. If you go to school and you get 100, but okay, then the I'm teacher catches that, that you, you cheated, that. guess what, buddy? You're not getting 100. I'm You're not, not going to use the everyone was doing it excuse. But That's what you are. I can tell it's not, coming. He's not solely a good baseball player just because he did steroids. Yeah, but dude, he did. <laughs> he did. He did cheat. He took advantage of the game and, and, and therefore tainted the entire reputation of baseball and himself. He does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Never should even be considered for it. Should be taken off the ballot after failing a drug test. Shouldn't even be allowed. Do you think everybody who, who's done steroids shouldn't be Yes, okay. absolutely All right, done. Then I, no, so you, you disagree with the Edgar Martinez? I don't know if he <laughs> failed a drug test. I gave you Let's suspicion. Look Let's look it up. Let's look it up. No, I'm not going to waste time doing that. Roger Clemens failed a drug test. Took a lie detector test. I don't think Roger Clemens should be. Should be in the Hall of Fame? Why? I say shouldn't be. No, I know. Why <laughs> shouldn't he be? Because he's a fucking douchebag. Wait, if Bond, if you're putting Bonds he cheated. in. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm being serious. I if you're okay. putting First Bonds in, how are you not putting Clemens in? All right. Clemens was a good pitcher. But <laughs> oh my God, he's the greatest pitcher of all time. You told me the other day that um, Greg Maddox was your best pitcher. No, I didn't. Yes, I didn't. Did. No, I didn't. I said that Bob Gibson was great. You Get said right. he did. Okay. Postseason <laughs> included. Yeah, but I said uh, no. You said po I said postseason pitcher. You said Bob Gibson. Then I said including both. All right, all right, all right. I don't want to hear it. Roger Clemens was nasty. He was nasty. But... Took steroids, so he should. All right, get maybe in. it's just the fact that but I'm you a Red can't Sox put... fan and I'm so. But you can't. Him. Dude, he played for the Red Sox for 13 years. I know. So then, how are you then biased he against for the him? Yankees? Yeah, but. <laughs> He played for two teams before he played for the Yankees. Like, that's how it works, dude. Uh, I know. You get old, and the Yankees give you money. That's just how it works. I never would put Roger Clemens in the Hall of Fame. Never. never. My, my dad loves Roger Clemens. Like, oh, my God, he is great, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, once again, you and I weren't around back then. So, like, right. think about who's your favorite baseball player right now. No, but you weren't. You just said I'm asking you a hold simple on, question. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Shut up. 
Shut up. You shut up. All right, I will, but Good. after you answer my question, <laughs> then I'll get, I'll shut up and give you time to answer it. Good. I'm being dead serious. Answer this question. I will. <laughs> Why would Barry Bonds be put on your Hall of Fame ballot and not Roger Clemens? I straight up think he was a better, better clean baseball player. When, when clean. Roger Clemens... Uh, presumably, I also don't think they're two presumably one won pitcher, one four Cy Youngs going up against players that were taking steroids before Clemens took steroids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think these two he players are comparable. I don't think these two players are comparable. You, so you I can't put either of them in, in my mind. All right, yeah. It's I wouldn't, the put, thing e- I've I ever wouldn't heard. put either. Seriously, you're a smart kid, and that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth. Actually, no, I you're know. a dumb kid, and that's the dumbest thing. Saying, I am a that's saying smart a lot. person. I know. All right. Well, it I wouldn't. Me off. You can't, like, that's the thing. You can't compare the two. Because they didn't do the same exact thing. One was a slugger, and one was a pitcher. They both cheated. Neither of them go in. All right, if we're going by that philosophy, yeah. That is, but yeah. Yeah, but then we're coming back to the Edgar Martinez thing. Can Robbie say something? I'm going to. Why are you talking to third person? <laughs> <laughs> this is coming straight out of the MLB Hall of Fame. Voting shall be based upon the player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, and contribution to the team and teams in which they played on. Yeah, but so okay. there are people who integrity, have done steroids who are in the Hall of Fame. Name them. This guy, Edgar Martinez. But did he? Okay, so he didn't like, we don't know that he failed a drug test. But then again, everyone was doing it back then. So I just told you so not could, everybody was doing it. I could, yeah, but. Pedro Martinez was not doing oh, it. Oh, obviously, no. Why do you say that like that? Why do you say obviously? Because you just said look at him. Doing it. Take a look at him. Oh my god, so you're huge, you're taking steroids, that's the dumbest yes. logic ever. Okay, no, but Edgar Martinez took steroids, never didn't grew. get hits, didn't get hits, didn't get hits, didn't get hits. Spikes up one season. Is that just random? Like if you're an inconsistent no. player, you're and an inconsistent And I said that player. we can back this thing up. I said that. I get that. Right. But if you don't feel I mean, if you don't fail a drug test, you're fine. Yeah, I guess you're yeah, you you're, I guess you're sliding on Mike the Piazza. At that point. He took steroids, they think. Never failed a drunk test. Yeah. David Ortiz, they think he took steroids. They think he took steroids? Dude, he's on the Wells Report, He's on, which is the, arguably the he greatest He was on the list. Wells Report, really? Yeah. Uh, yes. Thanks to Alex Rodriguez. Pretty much threw him under the bus and stuff. Now they're like friends. I don't get that. Now they're friends. But they were listed together. David Ortiz, though, never failed a drug test. Everybody else on the Wells Report failed a drug test. So people Wait, assume so that Ortiz took more, steroids. What, what is the Wells Report? What, uh, Just a list of players that took Manny Ramirez. The, uh, I know, but wasn't, were, wasn't Deflategate the Wells Report? The different report. It was Wells, though, wasn't it? David Wells. I don't know if it's the same Wells. Wait, hold on. No, Whatever. Was, I don't want to get into no, this I'm, now. I gonna, really don't. No, I know. It's going to bug me, though. I, I really don't. But... Um, Yeah, so. Yeah, Ted Wells report to Flategate. Yeah, and then what about, look at the Wells report, MLB. I don't know. Mitchell report. Oh, that could have been it. <laughs> Genius. Calling me dumb. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Wells report was the deflate. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the Mitchell report. Whatever. I say, yeah. I, you know what? There's just so much reporting. <laughs> They're doing a lot of reporting nowadays. Yeah, so you had players listed on there. Barry Bonds, Jason Giambi, Jeremy Giambi, Gary Sheffield. Um, the list goes on and on and on. Andy Pettit was on that list. Whatever. But I, I, right. I don't want to get caught up in that. The, the last thing I would like to say is Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer in my mind. I think he deserves it 100%. But they're I'll keeping him out. On that. They're keeping him out because of a couple of things. One, he made transgender comments, saying that he doesn't want transgenders to be allowed in bathrooms of their trans identities. So if you were a man and now you're transitioning into a woman, yeah. you shouldn't be allowed in the woman's bathroom. Listen, and I don't think anybody should be held against. I don't want. I don't want to get too into this subject. But I don't think anybody should be held accountable for, for like, like we have freedom of speech. Yeah, I You're agree. T- and I don't think you should be kept off the Hall of Fame. Kept out of the Hall of Fame. Just and then the other thing is that he kept, uh, he's a Nazi 
Um, not a Nazi. He's a Nazi <laughs> war. He's a World War Two collector. But only of Nazi stuff. Only of. So they think like weird. they think like he's just a super racist white ring white right wing lunatic, whatever. So that's a weird they, thing. They, to they fall back on the character clause of what I read you earlier, yeah. saying like character and integrity. This doesn't go with it. Didn't he like go bankrupt too? Yeah, but that has nothing to do with it. No, I know, but he I'm just... He invested I, in a video game Video game, yeah, that's too. what it was. Whatever, but... He's had a tough life, I aside know. from baseball, I think. Yeah, I think... But he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, solely based off his postseason performances. And he struck out 300 guys back-to-back seasons, which I still think is incredible. One co-World Series MVP with Randy Johnson, which is pretty cool. What so, is... um? I'm going off topic just because I got a report on my phone. What does no reservations mean? Does that mean you're open to or you're not open to if you have no reservations against something i have no idea why because it said robert Kraft has no reservations for to to extend tom brady oh i i think that would mean he's open to it yeah that means he reservations is like your your like, like thoughts that that would restrict you from doing something. Okay, yep. So, All right, well, there's right. a little but piece of... But anyway, Kurt Schilling, a better pitcher than Mike Mussina, who got in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Undeniably. I agree. So, whatever. All right, so we'll move on from the MLB. There's a few things that I want to talk about to wrap up. Uh, uh, Boston Bruins game last night, Winnipeg Jets. Trent Frederick, little rookie, came up from Providence. First NHL game, and uh, I had known this going into the game. I was at the game last night. Uh, he... Decently big-sized kid, probably 6'1", 6'2", maybe. And he drops the gloves with, I forget who, Winnipeg Jets player, which, you know, it's, it's pretty incredible to see a rookie. He's probably nervous as hell in his first game. Um, and I don't, you and I can probably both speak on first games playing. You know, I mean, my first game here was... Scary. Completely scary. And, you know, you're, you're so on edge, and you have those, you know... Your first NHL, you know, hit taken, first hit taken, wherever it may be. And this kid dropped the gloves with the Winnipeg Jazz player and kicked the crap out of him. Have you seen the fight? Yeah. You saw it? Yeah. He, he slaughtered him. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was, it was awesome to see. And it's, I don't know if, like, if that's his game, because I thought he was a pretty skilled player. And he wasn't answering the call to a hit he'd made. It was a scrum after the whistle. For you know, you know, talking back and forth, and the, he he was just like, screw it, let's go. Drop the gloves. Guy across from him is probably thinking that he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have his way with the rookie. And Trent Frederick went to town on him, like absolutely, throwing hands. Won that fight a hundred percent, and it it was hype. Being there, it was hype. Watching the replay, it's hype to just see. You don't see those fights in the game well, being anymore. Being that the Bruins have kind of lost that toughness that they used to they have. Had, they have one guy, Kevin Miller. Right. Well, like one. it used to That's be Luch, Thornton. Thornton. Right. Johnny Boychuk. Yeah. Um, uh, Gregory Campbell. The list goes on and on. Yeah. What well, was my defenseman there? They used to fight all the time. McQuaid was even a fighter. McQuaid. Well, he's still around, but he's not in the Bruins. He's still around, though. No, I, yeah, I know. No, I know. Well, I'm transitioning into. Okay. But my, my point is, like, the Bruins needed that toughness, and I think that this guy could bring some of that. So yeah, cool. I hope he does. But here's the bigger picture, and there's been conversations about this forever, is should fighting still still be a thing Yeah. in the NHL? Well, you think yeah, so? Yeah, it's part of the sport. Come on. Because, I mean, you know, there's a lot of – it's not hard to see that those those players are just out of the league. They, they don't serve a purpose anymore. I think the Bruins have one, Kevin Miller who isn't the most skilled guy. He just fights. Um, Adam McQuaid's on the Rangers, doesn't even start, doesn't even really play. And the game has, has moved away from the, the 90s tough physical. Um, what was that guy who ended Paul Correa's career? What was his name? No clue. <laughs> on the Devils. Oh, what was his name? Oh, was that Eric Lindros who ended his career? No something, idea. Something I, look, Stevens. I'm an MLB No, he got I'm hit by this guy. Show. Scott Stevens. Scott Stevens, I think that's his Wait, name. Wait, I know that name, so maybe. Let me just look it up. To Scott Stevens. But anyway, that was the 90s. Was going around. Yep, Scott Stevens. That was 90s NHL. Was going around throwing these huge hits. You know, guys getting taken out on stretchers, going to the hospital every night. It was a rough game. And... <laughs> And you, 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 20, 30 years later, 
that's just completely out of the game. You've got guys like Brad Marchand, who are one of the best players. He is one of the best players in the NHL. He's like 5'8", five, five, small guy. And, you know, you could make the argument that he, he has dirty plays, but you can't, you can't deny that he's a good player. He's a great player. He's got mm-hmm. hands. Um, and the game is all speed now. There's, there's rarely hits. And I was watching the World Junior Championship uh, a few weeks ago. Canada versus the USA. Or good hockey. USA Finland. Who, who did they play in the semifinals? In the finals. Who did they play in the finals? Was it USA Canada? No, Canada lost in the first round. It was USA Finland. That was the championship game. There was like two hits the whole game. And that's the next generation. That is the, and that's what we're in right now. And so there's there's conversations so, about taking fighting out of the game completely. So. All right, in in what what you see right now in like prep school and junior leagues are that the hits are so vicious and so violent when they happen that it scares people to be honest. And secondly, in in places like Canada and Russia, they actually start the kids checking when they're like mites, um, so they learn how to hit the right way. Yeah. So it's more subtle. It's I'm taking you off the puck so I can get the puck. I'm not taking you off the puck so I can kill you. Mm. And then I don't even care about the puck. Yeah. So I think that that sort of new style is maybe what you're seeing. And I think it's kind of cool to see that hockey's trending in that direction. I like the physical game better just from a fan perspective. From so. a fan perspective, I mean, obviously, it the game can – I don't want to say boring, but to some people, I think – a hockey game can get pretty boring without huge hits, fights. Because if you're not an established like hockey player who knows the game inside and out and knows the right plays, like like I get excited watching like a good breakout pass at a Bruins game. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a nice clean play. Like you'd right. love to see that hockey. Or, or you get excited watching a power play get set up when other guys are yelling, shoot the puck. You know oh what I mean? Oh my god, my. It always. I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to get off topic, but my section at the Bruins game last night, every single time a Bruins player touched the puck, shoot it. It was so annoying, and I, I, I agree. He texted me, Carp texted me last night while I'm at the game after the power play. He goes too cute on the power play. They should have taken a few more shots, but I think that, I think that there's excitement in seeing big hits and and fights. And you know goalies, goalies coming But no matter, out. yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not what they want because the players make the the league the money. Yeah. So they want the like. They, they want the, the entertainment. The aspect. the NHL is trying to make the NHL the NBA, where it's a little bit softer, oh, a little yeah. bit quicker than it used to be. Yeah. And that's what they want. So. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think eventually you'll see fighting taken out of the game. I think, you know, Gotta eventually you'll see hitting taken out of the game. I really, I think not in the near future. I think long down the road, you're just gonna, you're gonna just come like all the players that we play with, and I know we play at a prep school hockey level. All the players that we play with, we're surrounded by, are are really talented. And I know our team here, it, it's a smaller team, but I think that long down the road, you're just gonna come up with a bunch of guys who are skill players. I see that happen. Anders Landgren, how are you? Good boys. Special guest okay. Anders, Anders Landgren coming in, the eleventh hour. We're just wrapping it up, talk, done. talking a little hockey. All right. And you're not a huge hockey guy, but what do you think about? It? So, you go to a hockey game. What what excites you what, at a hockey game? What, Honestly, what do you like seeing? The fights. The fights are what matter. I mean, that's what gets the crowd hyped up. That's what gets the teams hyped. I mean, yeah, goals are nice, uh, especially by your favorite goal scorers. Uh, for me, a slap chat goal from Chara is, that'll make it a game. But, See, so um, th- that's what we're talking about right now. So we're, my my theory, and there's been talks about taking fighting out of the game. I, I just told this to Carp that I think hitting's gonna be eventually taken out of hockey. Because I mean, you have so many players who have speed, who have skill, who can shoot the puck, and hitting, like they don't even get hit. They're too fast to get hit. I mean, big hits. They'll make the highlight reels, but in the in the end, the big hits are what injure people. Um, I mean, fights, you get a few broken noses here, maybe you uh, break a few fingers, but the hits, that's where concussions, paralyzations, that's where it gets dangerous. Yeah. I hope they don't take the fights out of the game. Um, I think that's one of the foundations of hockey. Um, hitting's, I think hitting's more integral to the game than fighting. Do you think so? 
Uh, yeah, integral? I think integral is it oh, integral? Integral. Integral. Do you want to look up the synonyms? <laughs> no, but I think that a clean separating the player from the puck hit is a crucial part of the game. What I don't think is a big part of the game, or, or a crucial in integral part of the game, nice. is running a, running a guy three or four seconds after he he's gotten rid of the puck, and just taking yeah. him out for the yeah. for the sake of taking him out of the play. I think. If you have yeah, a nice so then you clean, get more fines and suspensions that's, and stuff. Yeah, that's, so that's true. Get I mean, that's what, and you've seen football players, obviously you can't take hitting out of football, but all the CTE that, you know, football and players who died you don't young. don't think hockey players have that. And, you know, football I think is a more dangerous sport. I think hockey's got more flow to it, so it, there's less... There's less of that fear factor that, like, mm -hmm. you know, I, at any second now. There's not boom. that top speed where they're right. going blindsided. You don't. And you don't. You don't have people that? snatching at your ankles and yeah. your foot's gonna get turned around or exactly. you know whatever it may be. I think hockey's got a little more. It's it's more graceful than football. There's there's it's not start and stop. It's more skillful, honestly. It is, yeah. Skating, like. Personally, yeah, I can't skate, but god damn, <laughs> some of those kids can move. Yeah, I mean, you could sit here all day and talk about you know. The, the direction the game's going in is, is obviously speed. I went to the Bruins game last night. I've said this 20 times during this podcast. Went to the Bruins game. They were like four hits the whole time. Two fights, which was that's, – that's pretty good amount of fights for a modern-day NHL game. Exactly. And I think – I hope they don't take the fights out of the game because that's part of the experience of an NHL game. Yeah. You got your kid five, six years old, first NHL game. He sees a fight. He's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen this in – Baseball, I don't see this right. In basketball. Yeah, that's like, the other. That's the one sport. You, uh, baseball, you'll have bench clearing brawls here yeah, and there. One in a million, you know. One, yeah, exactly. Hockey, you could get a fight every game. So that hopefully, I don't know. I guess non-hockey fans are, are pro fighting and pro big hits. I'm I'm a hockey fan and I'm pro as a, as a hockey player. However, let's just say Carp's going like to the NHL it, next dude. year. Let's just say you're going to the NHL next year. Are you afraid? Like, oh, crap, I got to go, you know, get pounded on each game. Dude, I would, I'm afraid that that's going to happen in 20 minutes when we go over to play our game right now. Like, no, yeah. but, but would you, wouldn't you much rather, oh, there's no hitting. I can, I can go and I can dangle, you know. And I, I think the game would become more crisp if it'll you take make, fighting. It'll make and, the game Dude, I think the safer. game is crisp that way. It's very crisp. I think it would, it, it would take it to a whole nother level. I think the biggest issue is eliminating the, the goons. I think the game would... Yeah, but the game's getting that way anyways. It is. It and really it, is. Will Those you see, guys are will you see a Kevin Miller? Kevin Miller's career is probably done. In a few Those years, guys are right? going to lacrosse, dude. Oh, yeah. All those goons. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up for now. That was a pretty decently long podcast. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we'll be sure to get some more uh, some more podcasts your way soon and a few articles, too. I think we got we to gotta put some articles yeah, out. Yeah, I'll start writing. I've, I've only put out one, but uh, we definitely got to – the podcasts are coming in hot. So uh, make sure you hop on, the, uh, hop on the wagon. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Over.